Hi, welcome to Suplex the Sticks, a gaming podcast. Returning this week, triumphantly, Woo. Chris and Andrea. Woo-woo. I mean, I should have let you introduce We're yourselves, back. I guess. What? <laughs> that was too creepy. Well, of course. I don't like that. That was bad. Uh, it's your Hi. boy. It's your boy, Chris is Thick, here to spit straight hate and fire <laughs> the whole episode until my dad, Surth, tells me to stop. Who are you next to me? Uh, I'm Andrea, who apparently has bad things to say. Bad no, things? No, I was talking about say. me. You said that was bad when I did that creepy thing. Oh. Let me just do my thing. Creepy Ooh. is not bad. Oh. He goes, that was bad. Spoopy stuff, man. And who do we got over there in the fuzzy? Uh, oh, you know, it's Sirth. Sirth? <laughs> One was, day, I'm telling you, <clears throat> it'll be, I, I'm predicting, until I get tired of hearing it, I'll go buy it with my Best Buy credit card, another blue mic, and I'm just going to give it to you this weekend. Okay. So oh. that it's not going to be fuzzy anymore. What a what Aww. a loving friend. We okay. lost all of our sounds, or we would definitely do the that sad sound. piano or something. The sad piano, oh, yeah. or the awe, or a laugh track, because you know we got to get those sounds back. We do have to get those sounds back. What, we gotta is, get SpongeBob. Would you like us to? <laughs> would you like us to have sounds? You can donate to Patreon. Suplex the sticks. We've actually had a couple people ask us about donating. Yeah. And I, I wanted to be like, well, I said it 14 times in the cast, but you know, whatever. It's the thought that counts. Yeah. I'm, I was going to talk to David and all the peeps here about maybe changing. Also, maybe David changing, is here. Maybe changing mm-hmm. some of the things, changing some of the uh, tier marks, whatever you want to call them. Maybe get people more enticed Ooh. to donate. We'll see. Mm-hmm. We that was a very class. preliminary throw together on my part. Well, I, I helped, so to be fair. me too. I also yeah, just want to say David. that earlier, Andrea thought it was a good idea to show David this Pennywise pop that I got her for an early birthday present, and it's literally just staring at all three of us. Yeah, it's she really, put it's it really away. creepy. No, I said, it was, I said he was going to watch us because yeah. he's so cute. I mean, yeah, he's watching us. <laughs> I don't, I mean, I, I get it. How can I be cute? <laughs> he's cute. You Pennywise, want... Penny, I mean, he's The whole, pop is cute. The pop is cute, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's very well. It's very well done. It kind of looks like Carrot Top slash Sting <laughs> slash Scary. Leave It to Beaver Cleaver, and then uh, some Origami from Heavy Rain. Yeah, that's, that's a, a strange good combo. But if you go and look, that's what we're rocking. So, uh, so what have you guys been playing? Okay, so. Uh, go ahead. What have you been playing? You said you've been playing a mobile game? Oh, yeah. I started playing this new game for about 45 minutes, and it's called Pocket Mortys. Because every, oh, yeah. every time we watch Rick and Morty... <laughs> I forgot that you started playing that. Every time we watch Rick and Morty, it's like, play this new game, Pocket Mortys. And I'm like, this looks cool. So I download it, and I'm like, oh, cool. I get to collect all these little Mortys. It's literally just Pokemon, but with Rick and Morty. That's yeah. all it is. It's, yep. That's all it is. And so I got bored and I stopped playing. And I've been playing Sonic. <laughs> and I'm still playing... What's that game called? Hang on. I'm still playing... Hoggy. Hoggy? Yeah, you're still Hoggy. enjoying Hoggy? Real quick, yeah. To give you more airtime, Seth and David said in one of the episodes without us that nobody would buy the game on another console. Oh, and when yeah. I was listening to it, I'm like, but Andrea bought it for the PS4. I'm definitely playing Sonic on the PS4. 
because I couldn't wait. Yeah, that's just because you don't have a switch. Which that's that's an accurate statement. That's right. That's an accurate statement. However, it does look. I I won't play Sonic. I'm not a Sonic guy. I'm I'm outnumbered. Twenty five percent of the cast, not a Sonic fan. It looks great on the PS4. It looks really good. It looks so good that when I was playing one of the special stages, that Bryce started to get sick. Yeah, the the the, the, ball the one. pop one. Yeah, I I can't do that. It's like on a wooden roller coaster. Like my brain cannot. <laughs> I can't handle so, it. So I think what the reason we talked about that and said there's really the only reason is to buy it on the Switch is because honestly I've had people um, talk to me about the game and everyone assumes that it's a Switch exclusive. Yes, that's true. Which I thought, is I thought weird it was to me. First. You were the one I think who told me that it wasn't a Switch exclusive. In yeah, the chat. it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then, I, and then I told her, "I'm like, babe, you should." Because you it. were super bummed about I it. I was, yeah, because she's she really wants it. Yep. And Sonic Forces is coming out on everything too. Yep. It yeah. just seems okay. it just seems like all the coverage of it has been like treating it as if it was kind yeah. of a, a Switch exclusive. It's what? kind of like that weird marketing with Battlefront where it's always PS4 focused. But focus. it's like it's coming out for everything. Yeah. And isn't Sonic isn't Sonic having some issues on the PC right now? Yeah. It got well, delayed? No, the what happened was you couldn't play it offline. Yeah, they accidentally they made it. it on, ah, okay, okay. But they fixed it. Like I'm not sure PC. that they did that accidentally. I think it was on purpose <laughs> and then people got mad. Oh, okay. Just like with the, just like with the original intent of the Xbox One. And then they're like, oh, no, it was never supposed to be like that. We'll go ahead and change it. Yep. Uh, to answer David's question, Andrea and I uh, also last week. So technically, I can't remember what day it was. I think it was last weekend, but I'm not sure. We started uh, Telltale Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. Because my little sister, uh, I'm going to talk about some things at the end of the cast, why Andrea and I haven't been on the show, but... We bought it. My little sister is big into Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, so, and uh, we've talked about Telltale games on here before. We're no stranger to them. We started playing it. Uh, really enjoyed it. Uh, I feel the writing's on par. Uh, the decision making isn't as hectic as some of the games. Um, obviously, we could see where we go. We didn't finish episode one. We got to the very the very end. I love the controls. I, the battle scenes have been good. Star Lord's jetpack and the graphical the graphical fidelity of the game is awesome. One thing that I want to add that was really cool that I didn't know existed was the crowd play feature. Yeah. Which I don't know if you guys know about that, but it's basically like the Jackbox Party Pack. They added a feature where we ended up we. Uh, I was going to play with Kinsey and have everybody watch, and it turned out everybody could play. They logged into their phones, and everybody can make choices. And then you can pick to whether the crowd majority vote gets the choice or the person with the controller can veto the choice. That's pretty cool. And and Yeah, so we ended up doing the crowd gets the choice, and there would be choices that my sister and I would make that everybody else would veto. She had a hard time understanding why her choices weren't working, but... It was really cool because we would pick something and then everybody would screw us over on purpose and make like a really rude, snarky comment. Or <laughs> or we we kept screwing Rocket Raccoon over, I think it was. And I was getting so mad. And we were like, <laughs> stop! So that's a really cool feature. Uh, I'm super excited. Uh, I was super excited to see that, which means episode two and Batman has it, I'm assuming. But that was really cool. Did not expect that. I read a lot on Telltale and Hatton didn't know that that was a thing. 
So that's a that their games have always been great, and I feel like that's another, especially for streamers, mm -hmm. that's another uh, cool nifty feature. Oh yeah, because yeah. their their chat can yeah. join. I haven't I haven't finished episode one, so I can't necessarily review it, and it probably needs to be reviewed at the end of the series, anyways, because they're only on episode three, I think. But yeah. that's all we've been playing. So, what have you been playing there, Surf? Uh, nothing new really, just the usual staple. Of the games, yeah. Splatoon, Sonic, the Squid Boy exclusives. <laughs> yep, the three S's. Still holding on strong with the Skyrim. Yeah, it's All timeless. Right. <laughs> the re the the actual the only reason I started playing it is I wanted to play Oblivion again, um, but then I couldn't find my my CD copy of it when I went home, and so I still had Skyrim installed on Steam, so I just played it instead gotcha did you get the macho man randy savage mod i didn't i'm not using the macho man randy savage <laughs> mod unfortunately did you get the mod where the legion of kids follow you around no do not have that <laughs> have you seen that one i have not i'm gonna look for <laughs> yeah, it right now actually it's every kid you walk by in any city starts following you everywhere you go so <laughs> like literally you're like the pied piper Yes. So, like, literally, if you visited like everywhere and you've passed by a hundred kids, a legion of a hundred kids follows you around. It's the funniest thing either. It's better than the Macho Man mod, in my opinion. And then, cool. of course, there's the sexual mods and stuff, which we're not going to talk about. Get a girlfriend, will ya? Oh, got him. <laughs> but got there's those two. But I thought the Macho Man. And the Legion of Kids. I don't even know if that's what it's called. Legion of I, Doom. I thought those were pretty cool. So David, obviously it's it's hype week this week, and then next week's even more hype week. Yeah, it's what too have you big play. Who, buddy? <laughs> I have been playing a large chunk of. Um, I'm about three hours deep into Mario Rabbids Kingdom Battle. And that's mainly because I've been exploring everything that they will let me explore um, on that map. And I just love, it feels so smooth to guide Mario and these little rabbits around with a Roomba that's sentient. <laughs> and I think it's the funnest thing. Oh, the Roomba. And Wait, how do we know that Roombas, normal Roombas aren't sentient? I mean, they might be. But this one is talking to you it's called beepo okay that's its name and it has ears for some reason that's weird um you made it weird yeah i mean they they <laughs> did but also what really endeared this game to me um a couple of days before it came out is i was reminded that at e3 the creative director of the game or the lead designer one of them when they were talking about it at e3 was just weeping in the crowd yeah. while they were oh, and yeah. i just he i sent the snapshot of him yeah just crying. i just i forgot that that happened and obviously and i i looked at some interviews with him just to see maybe why he's like a mario super fan so imagine being someone that i mean maybe he's got the design chops and stuff to make it at ubisoft but maybe not nintendo who knows but he's getting to make a game with some of his like all-time favorite characters and so i i just i don't know that really endeared me to it even more and the music is phenomenal the environments are basically playing the music even more so than i thought they would be um the controls are smooth 
it's just really enjoyable. I'm excited for the, uh, apparently later in the game, there is a bit of a difficulty hike. It's not that the game is super easy now, because there are, uh, like, at the end of it, you get graded by how many turns it took you okay. and stuff. So there is, um, you can make it harder for yourself, because if you want to hit that, you actually have to strategize a little bit. Okay. Um, but I'm excited for the difficulty spike later on. Um, I was going to ask how the turn-based combo works. So technically, you could take as many turns as you want to complete the level, but to hit right. certain perks and buffs, I'm sure you have to... And get bonuses, okay. you have to beat it in a certain and, amount of rounds and okay. stuff. So are you fighting the Rabbids, or are you teamed up with the Rabbids? Both. Or, okay. So the... I'll, it's not necessarily spoilers. The gist of the game is that this scientist creates this thing that... Mo like melds two things together okay and two then, things yeah two things <laughs> and so it goes haywire because the rabbits transport into the of dimension course. somehow and then this person is also a huge mario fan um and you know they kind of zap mario clothes on them and then they jump into the mario world somehow and then they're zapping everyday objects with rabbits which is where you're getting the the enemies like they put a spring to a rabbit and it makes enemies that can hop uh, like there's cool. it's kind of neat um and the i did find out that in order for you to play the game you have three party members and you have to have at least one rabbit character okay you can't have only mario characters gotcha so there's there's mario peach luigi and yoshi and then rabid versions of each of them. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm super excited. Uh, it it's it's been a lot of fun, and the game has started holding my hand less and less. Um, but I do like what's really neat. Classic Nintendo fashion. Obviously, they had a little bit of influence here. Um, at any point, you can hit the Y button before the stage happens. And it puts on an easy mode, essentially. Okay. Cool. So when there is a difficulty spike and stuff, kids can get past it easier. Okay. Um, and the game will... I, I've heard that it doesn't necessarily play itself, but it also kind of does. Okay. So is it two-player co-op or four-player co-op? I haven't gone to that, but the okay. back of the box says two. Okay. okay. Um, but I haven't gone to where it lets me do anything in the menu yet. But okay. I feel like it's about to start... Letting me bust it open a little more. Because okay. I, I just got to the point where I could buy weapons, but I'm like at 1-3. Gotcha. So 1-1 one, one and 1-2 one, did not let me, but those both had three to four maps each. Oh, wow. Okay. So there is a decent amount of me finding stuff, like blueprints and stuff, where okay. they were like, hold on, you'll get to do that later. Oh, uh, like, okay. And okay. now I can. Okay, gotcha. So, Cool. Um, they definitely let you get a good feel of the game before they just drop you in it. Okay. Um, okay. But yeah, I'm I'm really excited. I'm I'm not far enough in it to, like I said last week, um, I won't buy the season pass until I'm completely sold and I, I know that I'm going to want to keep the game past its lifespan, especially with the, the the games we still have to release later this year. Right. But I am I am falling in love with. It's very quirky and neat. Um, I'll have a better review next week. Um, but until then, just know that I'm having a blast. It's a great time. So far, a thumbs up. Yeah. Um, um, other than that, I have been playing Rainbow Six Siege 
otherwise. Mm. I've jumped into that, and that is very fun. Can't do it. <laughs> it's. <laughs> I, I have a good time so with it. So bad. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a difficult game, man. It's not an easy one to get into. Oh, no, yeah. I've tried, and. You have to know what walls you can shoot through and be smart. It's crazy. I literally always get picked off. Like, it's like I think yeah. I've got a primal spot, and then someone falls on me through the ceiling yeah. and I get killed. It's I think like, it also like, depends on your team, too. Uh, definitely. Definitely depends on the team. One, uh, speaking of Ubisoft games, since we're on the trail here, and I don't want to beat a dead horse because i got to talk about a game that I haven't played, but I've watched a lot of footage of that I feel like I can talk about that I think people might want to hear about. Um, I really want to go back once we have another drought, which is probably going to be, what, January? I really want to play uh, Wildlands, which I know is crazy because I know when they announced it, that's where the dishwashing reference comes from, where I got so mad at E3 because they announced it and hyped <laughs> it up at this big, oh, as this yeah. big I thing. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. I got so mad, but now I've kind of thought about it, and there's just not a lot of good four-player games like coming out. Yeah. Like, Killing Floor 2, which we talk about, got put on the Xbox One, which is awesome. Um but there's just not a lot of, like, this year, nothing comes to mind. Besides Destiny. Besides Destiny, yeah, which, obviously, we're going to talk about that. We're going to beat that dead horse. But I can't think of anything other than Destiny this year that's coming out. Unless you count, like, multiplayer games like Call of Duty. But to me, that's not what I'm, that's not what I'm really looking for. Mm-hmm. So I just, I, since we're on the Ubisoft train, I thought it'd be funny to bring that up. Um, another game that I haven't been playing personally, but that... I feel I can talk about a little bit is Madden because my brother has been playing the crap out of Madden. Of course, Uh, he does that. Bowling! (laughs) Uh, I didn't know that was out yet. Yeah, it actually came out. It came out on Friday. Uh, Funny story, I ordered it on Amazon Prime and, you know, thinking, you know, it'll get here Friday. And then it said it wouldn't get here till today. (laughs) And so I canceled it and just went ahead and bought it from GameStop. And then Seth has great experiences uh, with Amazon Prime. After canceling uh. it, it said <laughs> that it was two to four weeks out. And I was like, I don't know how that makes that doesn't make any sense. Hundred dollar membership to get a game a month down the road. Um, that happened with his Mario Kart Eight, I believe. It did. Oh, yeah. It didn't get there until like a week or so afterwards, even though it was supposed to be there on the day. Yeah. Um, real quick, because I know we got a lot, we got a lot of interesting, cool stuff planned uh, for the show. Um, it's really hard to find. You know, r- rating sports games is pretty difficult because typically they're the same. I feel like this one offers uh, as my as my future sister in law tiptoes behind me, like we're some legit podcast and we can't pick her up. Um, <laughs> it's a. Uh, there's the uh, obviously obviously the graphics are there. Um, there's this feature called Mutt Squads that's really cool, where you can, like, say the three of us in this house could all control a player and play online against another team that has three uh, users, which I think is really cool. Um, there's also the draft feature, which is really cool, where you get the card packs and you draft a team based on the card packs you get. Um, the issue I see with that is I was watching, not my brother, but I was watching a streamer who spent $250 in card packs. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it's definitely play to win. I feel like if you're rich and you can just blow hundreds of dollars, you're obviously going to get legend packs and goat packs and get really good players. Like the guy I was watching had Ray, his defense was literally Ray Lewis 
Deion Sanders on the cornerback, Rod Woodson at the other cornerback. It was insane. It's also that mystery factor. The mystery you, factor is amazing. You I mean, spend money because it's like, oh, what am I going to get in this pack? I, I can't remember when like mystery became such a thing, like I surprise eggs yeah. and you know the mystery mini bags and stuff like that. It's, it's more or less frustrating to me, but the thrill of a loot crate and stuff, it's... It's hard to explain. It's really a it's really a paradox in American history. It should be in the history books of when mystery stuff became a thing. <laughs> but not to beat the dead horse on Madden. Graphically, it's awesome. I like the Mutt Squads feature. I like the draft feature. The some of the animations are still horrible. The crowd looks terrible. Um, I can't imagine still they, the su- I can't imagine they put much yeah. much effort into those crowds. No. Uh, the reason the reason though. Um, a little bit is they did move to a new engine. Uh-huh. They moved to Frostbite with this one, which FIFA was really rough when they first moved to the Frostbite engine. Um, and then it got way better. Hmm. So I'm excited to see what happens with next year's Madden. There's also the addition of the story mode, which is really short, but uh, it's, it's, it's around. It's, if you liked the FIFA story mode, it's pretty much Madden. Madden, it's the FIFA story mode, but with Madden. Uh, there's also uh, some of the some of the critiques are the the succubus of how you get sucked into the tackles sometimes, or obviously certain teams are way too good. Like literally, you can throw to Gron- you can throw to Gronkowski, he's covered by three people, and he's still going to catch the ball. Stuff like that, you're still going to have issues with that. Um, some of the player ratings are really off. Other than that, it's a, I feel like it's a good addition, and I feel – obviously, I can't really rate it because I haven't had hands-on experience, but I feel growing up with Madden and watching my brother play Madden and playing Madden with him, it's the best one in about five years. I feel like it's got the most content, uh, most new additions, and more reasons to get back into it in about five years. So that's kind of my take on that. Cool. Um and with that, cool. we are... This is just like a thumbs up. And, Have you played the, uh, the story we... mode in it? But, uh, Bryce did. He played the story mode. I've heard it's pretty good. Like... Yeah, that's not bad. It's the FIFA one. I played the FIFA one, and the FIFA one was good. He basically just described it as the, a football version of that. American football. Yeah. Um, and so with that, like we said last week, we're going to cut to uh, my interview with Alexander, the um, honestly sole developer of Terra Genesis, a mobile game out on iOS. Um, and he'll be glad to tell you more about it when we cut to it now. Hi, this is David with Suplex the Sticks interviewing Alex Alexander, um, the developer of Terra Genesis, which is out on iOS right now. Um, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Oh, well, thank you for being on the cast. Um, we love guest visitors. It's uh, it's pretty fun. Um, c- tell me a little bit about the game Terra Genesis. I've been playing it a little bit, but I feel like you'd be able to give me a, a better scope. Yeah, so Terra Genesis is a mobile game currently on iOS, and I'm working on an Android version now. And it allows you to colonize and terraform other planets. So, um, you know, you can land on a planet like Mars and then set about, you know, thickening the atmosphere, adding oxygen. You can raise the sea level, introduce life, and ultimately turn it into a planet where uh, your society can thrive. 
and all of the science is based in in real data from NASA. All of the planets are rendered using actual maps of the planets and moons. So it's definitely rooted in real science, but the whole thing is done in a way that anybody can approach. So ultimately what you get is sort of like a SimCity-esque game. It's a sandbox building game, but where you have an entire planet that you can control and and uh, transform as you like. Yeah, I noticed here you have a, you have a hashtag World Wednesday, and this, uh, this guy has basically transformed Pluto into, I mean, a somewhat... Earth-looking atmosphere. It's very impressive looking. Thank you. Yeah, it's um, some of the we you know we we stretched science a little bit just in the sense of uh, it's very unlikely that you could heat up Pluto enough <laughs> right. um, that far away from the sun. But you know it's it's a fun game. Uh, you know, fun to be able to do it with a planet like Pluto. But yeah, so with Pluto. Um, you know, yeah, he posted that picture today, I think, and uh, he's got a nice green landscape with blue oceans, and it's all again based on actual maps of Pluto from NASA. So, the, so you're seeing as the water levels rise, this is actually what Pluto would look like with oceans, and you know, the the craters kind of fill with water and become crater lakes and that sort of stuff. It's really fun to watch. Um, the other guys on the cast are are really excited and. Um... I would like to have you back on after the Android version drops because they, they want to get a, a grab at this game, but it's with all the mining and stuff, it does, uh, it does take up a little bit of time um, with um, how long it would take to actually do this with a planet. Yeah, it's, uh, I, think most, I think the average completion time for a single world is about 10 days. Um, I've seen some people complete it in as little as like, four or five, and then some people play on the same world for months. Um, I would definitely love to come on when the Android version comes out. That's what I'm working on right now, bringing it to Unity so that I can export an Android version and maybe even a PC version and All right. see where demand goes from there, yeah. Um, Unfortunately, I built the app originally. You know, I'm an iOS guy, and so I just built the app natively in iOS and I didn't know that it was going to be a big hit. And then when it took off, I started getting these messages from people that are like, we need you to bring, to release it on Android. Could you please release it on Android? And I'm like, uh, I can't. <laughs> like, it's not a, it's an iOS app. So I'm literally having to go through and line by line transcode it into C Sharp and Unity so that I can build the whole game from the ground, ground up and uh, re-release it. So Alexander, that's that's very impressive. I saw you're over a million downloads on iOS, and it's a sole developer game. Uh, I believe that's what it said. Yeah. So uh, we had a little slogan that we used there for a while that was one year, one developer, one million players. Yeah. And uh, yeah, by the time we hit our one year anniversary in July, we had gotten a million downloads, which was incredibly exciting and. As you said, that's just on iOS. And, you know, iOS is a great platform, and I'm an Apple guy through and through, but it's still important to remember that iOS has a fairly small market share. So when it comes to Android, we, uh, we're sort of preparing for the tidal wave that might be coming toward us. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited for you guys. Um, one of the things I did want to bring up, uh, 
probably one of the more intriguing parts of the game, in my opinion. I, I was downloading it and reading the rules and stuff. Um, I was actually really interested in the, uh, the victory aspect with like the economy and government, um, the culture points essentially. Right. Um, I thought that was, um, a really neat touch, um, and an add on to the sim level of just mining and terraforming a planet. Yeah. Um, so that's, um, you know, I'm, I'm hugely passionate about terraforming, like itself, the the scientific and the physical processes of terraforming. I'm, right. I've been fascinated for years, but really the thing that I get really excited about is the cultural transformation that can happen with space exploration. Because, you know, what I what I always say is that when when the British came over to America, you know, they were British for a while, but then at a certain point they stopped being British and they were American. And it was a new culture and it was very related to British culture, but you know, decades turned into centuries and a certain point the people looked up and they went, you know what? We're not British anymore. We need to do our own thing. Right. And in throughout history, this happens over and over and over and over with the Latin American revolutions and all of the colonial, you know, the colonial nations that overthrew their, their imperial rulers and, whenever you have a population go somewhere else, eventually they sort of start doing their own thing. And so whenever you look at science fiction, you know, from Star Trek and Star Wars to Halo to whatever, it's almost always Americans in space. You know, they're, they have American accents and they're, they have fundamentally American values and they might wear shiny silver spacesuits, but they have American haircuts and, you know. Yeah. And that's just not how that's going to work. You know, when, when people go to Mars for a while, they're going to be Americans and Russians and, you know, Chinese and Japanese and whatever, but eventually they're going to become Martians yeah, and they're going to have Martian music and Martian food and Martian, you know, just like the colonization of the American West gave us the cowboy genre that now exists in movies and television and video games and everything. There are going to be genres of movies that come out of the colonization of Mars that people associate with Mars and, oh yeah, it's, you know, oh man, I'm getting so tired of seeing these Martian movies hmm. because they're so fashionable now, you know? Yeah. Or, oh man, I, I, have you checked out the latest Martian restaurant in Los Angeles? Oh, it's so good. <laughs> That's the kind of stuff that really gets me excited about space colonization is where are those cultural aspects going to take us? Gotcha. And so to bring it back to what you were saying, when I was making Terra Genesis, you know, one of the things that I wanted to really kind of honor is that some people don't believe in terraforming. Some people think that it's it's wrong or it's immoral for us to, you know, contaminate other planets. They, they think that Mars is beautiful as it is. And that if we just went from planet to planet, turning every planet into Earth, that we would be sort of doing a disservice to those worlds. Um, and I so one of the four factions in the game is called the Sons of Hephaestus, and they actually believe this. They believe in, in what they call colonization without contamination. And so I really wanted to include that, but I also, you know, it's like, okay, well, if you can play the game without terraforming, then how do you win? <laughs> like, right. what is the victory? And so that's when I came up with, okay, well, the victory is your population grows enough and your culture grows enough that you can declare independence from Earth and you can establish we are now our own people on this world. That's very interesting. It's kind of like having to build in, uh, you know, with all the people trying to complete games with no violence runs and et cetera, right. building in a, a, 
a viable way for someone to do that. Yeah, and I've gotten some some responses from players who always play the Sons of Hephaestus because they don't believe in terraforming, and you know they they really appreciated that that was an option in this game. Well, man, uh, like I said, that's great. Um, is there any other big updates coming to the iOS version, or is everything pretty pulled into pumping out this Android version? Right now, I've kind of like I've kind of locked off the iOS code just because trying to convert it to Android when it is still changing would just be a nightmare of a moving target. Oh yeah, I bet. but um, but that's definitely a temporary condition. I definitely have plans for for more features and especially more playable worlds that I want to bring to the iOS version. Um, a few months ago, I released the latest bundle of playable worlds, which was patterned after the Trappist-1 planets that NASA recently discovered. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Uh, so, so, yeah, if if any of the listeners don't know what that is, that's NASA announced that they had discovered a single star that had seven Earth-like planets orbiting this star. And, you know, we don't know a lot about them. We know sort of their temperature, and we know how... how close their orbits are and that sort of thing. We don't know if any of them have oxygen atmospheres or anything like that. But seven Earth-like planets in a single solar system is definitely an exciting idea. And they released a, a piece of artwork that illustrated what these worlds might look like. And it's just, you know, they just made up, hey, this maybe this is what it looks like. Right. But I took that image and I recreated it in the game. So now players can actually play a seven-world story campaign through the through the Trappist One system, and there's a there's sort of a mystery that unfolds across all seven worlds. So I, I'm definitely interested in doing more things like that, both on Android and bringing it back to iOS. Uh, more playable worlds, and especially exoplanets and and real planets that exist in the universe. Right. That's that's very exciting. I I mean I I'm I'm in. I I'm excited to get off Mars and uh, keep going through the game. Um, yeah, well, you uh, watch out with Venus. That's often the next planet that people do, and it's it's a tough one. We're talking about a planet that is the surface is hot enough to melt lead, and the atmosphere is thicker than seawater. So it's a pretty good approximation of hell. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and again, it's all based on real science. So these are this is actually what Venus is like. When you land on Venus, we've we've gotten a lot of players that kind of start up a game on Venus and they're like, what the hell? <laughs> and all I can tell you is, yeah, that's what Venus is like. Literally. <laughs> um, so uh, do you have a, a, a goal uh, by end of the year for the Android version? When, uh, when can we have people looking for this? We don't have any announced, uh, we don't have any release date ready to announce quite yet, but I've got a list or I've got a sign up sheet on the Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash Terragenesis game. Awesome. And if you sign up on that sheet, we will email you. And when I say we, I mean me, the developer, and my wife is the business head of the company. Um, we'll email you when we have an Android uh, release date ready to announce. So we're hoping to announce that, you know, soon. But I want to keep my my cards close to the chest on exactly when it's coming out just so I can make sure that I don't uh, miss the deadline. Yeah. Yeah. Of course with all the deadlines missed today in gaming, it's, it's probably the best. Exactly. I'm trying to take a page from blizzard and just <laughs> yeah. you know, come out when it's ready. <laughs> um, so you're at twitter.com slash settle the stars. 
Yep. Um, so on Twitter, we're at Settle the Stars, and then on Facebook and Instagram, we're available at Terragenesis Game. And I gotta tell you so guys, also Reddit at Terragenesis Game. That's awesome. Um, but I got to tell you, it's worth it to look at this Twitter and Instagram to see what some people are doing in Alex's game, guys. It's, it's really impressive and it's based on real science, which is really neat. Um, Seth is a, me and Seth, another co-host of the cast are pretty big into space travel and like the idea of that. So it was really awesome that you reached out to us. We appreciate it very much. Definitely. And, uh, and yeah, there's some beautiful stuff that the fans are coming up with. That's like half the fun of running this game is just seeing the worlds that that the players are posting. Oh yeah, it's I I mean I'm excited to see what I can make. So definitely. All right, Alex, I uh, I appreciate you for being the first interviewed guest ever on Suplex the Sticks, and uh, I look Thanks forward for to <laughs> I look forward to reconnecting with you when the Android version drops. Sounds great. Thanks again. No problem, man. Bye. Bye. And once again, thanks, Alex, for that. That was fantastic. It was uh, really fun to do an interview. It's our first interview, like I said in the interview. I said interview like eight times right there. <laughs> interview. Um, but it, it's, interview. it's really exciting. Interview. Um, and like, like he said, I want to reiterate, you can find him um, and the game um, on iOS and uh, if you search Terragenesis on Facebook and Twitter um, actually let me I'm terrible at this I'm a terrible man someone needs to interview for their job here at oh, oh. I got it I got it right in the interview which is what matters because you're gonna listen to it because it came before this oh. but um, but seeing stars see the stars. I'm terrible. Just we'll we'll figure it out. You heard it. But you yeah. heard it here. David settle the sometimes. settle the stars. <laughs> um, settle the so stars. settle the stars and at everything else, it's uh, it's Terra Genesis game on Facebook and Instagram. So check that out. Um, if you're listening and you're a fan, thanks for listening, and uh, we hope to keep you around a little bit longer. We um, will. We will. We'll earn it, maybe. We'll I'm learn it. Earn it. <laughs> we'll learn. learn it, earn it, and burn yep. it. Yep. So, Huey Lewis and the news. Okay. Yep. And we're at the news. <laughs> <laughs> I know you you're going. what I said. I know I <laughs> didn't catch on because I'm kind of dumb. <laughs> so, literally, he just took what I said, but it wasn't as good as what I said. <laughs> So we've got um, first up on the news. Andrea has two things. Two Ooh. things. I do have two. Two for. Two. Two for one. Two for. Buy one get one. Bogo. Um. So the Inpatient, which is a VR game, um, and it's supposedly the prequel to Until Dawn, which is amazing, finally got its release date for November twenty first of this year. Um, I'm super excited about it. I don't know if I'll you play it. You got to play it at E3, right? I did. I got to play it at E3 a little bit. It was awesome. Go back to episode zero for her Ooh. hands-on uh, interaction with it. Because yeah. she, she does talk about More like it. eyes yeah. on. It's, since it's VR. Ooh. 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 Yeah. Oh, snap. Um, so, yeah. So, that comes out. I don't know if I'll 
play it when it comes out because we don't have a VR, but it is rumored that they are going to sell the VR bundled with this game. And they the did holidays. just lower the price of the VR. They did. Wait, which Black VR? Friday. Yeah. The PSVR. Uh, yes. Which Chris is going to be buying a PS4 Pro, which the reason they basically week. released that thing was for the PSVR. Yep. Right. So hopefully it'll be a good price come the holiday season, and maybe Santa will put it underneath the Christmas tree for mm. we'll Yeah, keep counting your lucky stars. <laughs> um, so that's that. Another piece of news, which is kind of weird. There's this game called Maze, and it's it's Maze with an I in the middle of it, like so. Me Maze. Maze. M A I Z E. For you that one I thought it was in the out. middle in a different place. Oh, no. <laughs> Miyazi. Um, it originally was a Steam game, but it's being released on console September 12th. And let me just tell you a little bit about what this game is. I had no idea what it was until I saw the trailer. And it's pretty much you wake up in this cornfield and... It's apparently some government experiment that went wrong because they got the wrong notes from their boss. And now there's a bunch of corn stalks that are alive. Mm -hmm. And you have to try to figure out why there are a bunch of corn stalks walking around talking to you. And there's this like evil Russian teddy bear that's alive. And he has like a mechanical thing on his back that like, and he's really rude to you, but he's trying to help you. I haven't really figured out if you, the player, <laughs> is corn, or if you're a person that's trying to figure out what's going on with this corn. I don't know, but it looks fun. It's just a bunch of puzzles. Um, watching it, some gameplay that kind of looked like, I don't know if you guys ever played that PC game, this, Mist. This like does look crazy. Ago. I'm looking yeah. at it on Steam it, right now. The whole planet's a cob. Everything's a cob. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> So yeah, so that comes out um, in September, September 12th. So if you guys want to pick it up on the Xbox One or PS4. Cool. Watch the is. trailer first. Yeah, watch the trailer first. Don't take anyone's word for it. It looks fun. I would play it. I mean, I would rent it, but I would still play it. Cool. So speaking of indie games, hashtag segue. Yeah. Hashtag David or Seth Go. <laughs> Uh, the, the Nintendo Nindy Showcase Nindies. was good. Yeah, it was Nindy. good. It was really good. Um, For those of the so, those of you who didn't know, Nintendo is at PAX West right now. Um, to, and to, I think I guess this is coming out on Thursday. So on Thursday, they're they're going to be doing a showing of a bunch of uh, independent games that are coming out for Switch, um, and. On Wednesday, which is when we're recording this, is when they released the like a it's sort of like a Nintendo Direct style thing, but just a bunch bunch of videos of of the games that are going to be coming out, and a bunch of them look super cool. Tell us about them. Um, <laughs> the one that I so there was a lot shown, um, but the one I'm most excited about is for Morphe's Law. Oh yes. Hmm. Because it looks so freakishly weird. It's it's a third-person uh, shooter. Like I think it was like a four v four kind of type thing. Um, but so when you shoot people, the like the you shoot people with the guns and it 
removes mass from the body parts that get shot and add them to you. So, Whoa. like, if you shoot someone in the chest, your chest starts to grow and there shrinks. What on earth? And their head. So, I shoot someone in the dog. Yeah. You get a your bigger dog. Gets bigger. Yeah. That's Dude, amazing. Dog city. It's, and, like, they're showing, so there's going to be stuff in the map you can you can only interact with depending on your yeah. size. So like if you're, if you're too big, it can't go into buildings or stuff or something. Um, and yeah, it's and it's crazy because like fun. it's almost you're punished for being good at the game. So as, as the more that you shoot people, the you're, you're the bigger you're good at yeah the bigger target you become. And if you're bad, you just you turn into like a small target that's hard to hit. Which so if somebody shoots you, you become yeah. smaller. Yeah. Ah. So it's basically this cat and mouse game. Of, yeah. yeah. You're sacrificing. Yeah. And I guess there are he- two like. That sounded. There were two like uh, <laughs> giant titan type things that, um, once the the map is, once the match is over, whichever one is is the biggest wins, or something. But that's what they right. seem to. Yeah. Is it how many on a team? I think it was four I think on it's four. Four Okay. That's awesome. When's this coming out? Uh, I'm not sure. Say? I'm, they probably did. I'm pretty sure they said 2018 on that. Ah, okay. Like every other game. Mm. Um, there was a lot of it that was 2017, though, which I was very surprised by. Um, Seth, they talked about one of the games that, if anyone listened to uh, the Mighty Blood, Bloke podcast, yeah. they know that you talked about this game about every other I did, I did. Oh, yeah. so but before that, Mur- Morphe's Law is, com- is, they just said this winter is when it's coming out. Oh, okay, okay, so 27. So yeah, one okay. of the things um, that was announced, which is... I have a list of release dates now. Okay, so one of the things which was announced, which is super cool, um, is Kentucky Route Zero, the TV edition, is coming to Nintendo Switch in 2018. Uh, I think at the same time, they Cardboard Computer also announced that it's going to be on PS4 and Xbox One. Um, yeah. But it's, it's, it's a great game. It's like a, a weird, surrealist fantasy adventure game and they so and when it releases it's gonna have the the fifth act which I, it'll have been like a year i guess or or more since yeah oh yeah probably more, yeah, yeah since the last one and i i still haven't played act four um and i think i might just wait until this one comes out to get the whole package to play through but i'm i'm super excited to be able to to get this and play through it all again like one one go through and and have it on the tv and and all of its glorious beauty. Um, yeah, I, I okay. talked about it profusely on the Mighty Bloke. Um, yeah. Because, it, like, it, it's okay. one of those, you know, just one of those sort of, everyone has those games that when they play them, just kind of hit them right in that, in that sweet spot that they love. Um, and I'm sure... That's Alan Lynch yeah. for me, dude. <laughs> and so for me, that was this. It was, it was just immediate clicked with me. And I'm super excited for this one to come out. Um, the one, so weirdly enough, uh, the, just a small trailer I saw of this, I know I'm going to buy this game the moment it drops, is Golf yes. Story. Yes, Golf Story looks great. It's this weird looking golf RPG. <laughs> oh gosh. Like. About Tiger Woods' life. It's nuts looking. It looks like, I mean, I hate to do it, but like kind of like an earthbound golf yeah. game. Okay. Like, it looks... So neat. Um, and then uh, that's coming out literally next month. Okay. I'm definitely um, getting that one. But I don't... 
one of the biggest announcement from it was the Super Meat Boy sequel. Yeah. Oh boy. Uh, yeah. oh. Super Meat Boy Forever. Super Meat Boy is incredible, but we've said it before, oh. like it's literally break the MacBook Air in mm-hmm. half. Like it's dude. It's so uh, stressful. I just, yeah. Coming from a guy who's played Bloodborne and Ninja Gaiden and stuff, I don't know why we do this to ourselves. Yeah. It looks vicious, and it's interesting. They, the guy that was talking about it, apparently, it's sort of supposed to be like infinitely replayable because each time you play it, it's supposed to increase in difficulty. Oh, yeah, my Lord. So the levels, when you go back to replay levels, they're harder the second oh. time. Oh my gosh, dude! It's... So it's called forever because you're never gonna yeah, play the game. It's called forever much. because you're stuck in purgatory. <laughs> yeah, gaming purgatory when you play this game. Lord. Yeah, that's insane. But there was, um, was there any other ones that really jumped out at you besides the other obvious uh, ones? I, well, I don't know. I mean, the they they said they announced the, or I don't know if they announced it, but they showed the new Shovel Knight campaign, which looks pretty cool. Oh, um, sweet. I think I'm, I'll, I'll probably get that on on Switch when to have all those because I have it on 3DS and I and I've played through it, but I I haven't done all the other campaigns. There's this cool game called Mulaka, which is it looks kind of like Zelda ish but it's it's based in um like native american folklore of some a tribe yeah, in like the and really cool. the sierra nevada area which is really cool and because that's sort of a i don't know that i've seen any other game that's taken on that the the stories and lore from there now was that one an exclusive i'm not sure uh, i i didn't I, I don't know what this what all was exclusive on there? I think a lot of a lot of the stuff they talked about are going to be like first arrivals on Switch and and have some time limited exclusivity. Uh, I know there was a couple that right. were, were just Switch exclusives. Um, gotcha. Yeah. Other than that, I think the only one the maybe not the only one. There was a, a cool one by Intercreates, who are the people who did. Um, I don't. I don't remember. I I think they've done the, the mighty Gunvolt games, um, and they did Blaster Master Zero, which are, they're all sort of like retro-inspired type games. Um, there's this one. I think it was called Dragon Marked for Death, which is a weird, a really weird name, but it is a Japanese company. So what do you, do you expect? But it's like a, it's a side-scrolling RPG. Um, the the people the team who made it is basically all developers who made the Mega Man Zero games. On, okay. on Game Boy Advance, which were ridiculously hard, but that's a game that I was that looks cool to me. And I think the last one, they the the biggest announcement that came out of it was uh, a new No More Heroes games game. Yeah, um, which also sounds crazy because the the concept is that Travis <sighs> Touchdown, the main character, gets sucked into this cursed game console and has to play through these different video games basically and apparently the like hotline miami yeah apparently the 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 team like they worked with other game development teams so each each one is like its own little contained thing um yeah yeah it looks pretty crazy and also i i hope that it it gets a it gets travis in um smash whenever that comes up oh that'd be cool the that's... only other game that I have to bring up from it is Nine Parts. Yeah, that looks cool. And that's because it's like the it's like a Diablo esque 
four player shooter, but you're wizard. So it reminded me more of Gauntlet than Diablo, actually. Okay. Okay. Uh, because it's just four wizards and you can switch spells out, but. It just looked really neat and twin sticky, kind of like Helldivers. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that was what I what I thought when they first showed it was Helldivers. There was also one other thing, I think it was called Light Fingers or something like that. It's a like a multiplayer board game, basically. Yeah, it's supposed to be a board game. Um, that I guess it's kind of like a Mario Party type thing, but the the board is supposed to change every time that you play it, so it's always supposed to be different. Okay. Um, I mean, a lot of this stuff were that were announced, and we haven't seen really any other look at it outside of these trailers, so it's hard to describe some of them. Um, like, there's this game called Yono and the Celestial Elephants, which is, I mean, it's weird. It, it looks like, like a, a classic adventure puzzle game, but you play as an elephant, just like a normal elephant. Yeah. Um, and it's it's super cute I mean, looking. Nintendo, Nintendo's finally get hit yeah. in their stride, I feel like. Hopefully into 2018, when they said all these games are supposed to come out, they come out. And also, we saw one in Walmart the other day, and uh, if it wasn't for the PS4 Pro, I'd have pulled yeah. the trigger, but I'll definitely have one, you can quote me, by the end of the so year. So one of the games sure. um, that wasn't involved in the in the Nindy Showcase, I'm sure they'll be showing it at PAX, was uh, Harmonix, their next game is coming to switch as an exclusive it's called uh super beat sports i think something like that yeah yeah i'm I'm not a big huge fan of like the art style but it looks like a like a competitive rhythm heaven sports game basically um it looks really fun cool all right we gotta we gotta i know we're up we're into the nindies we gotta push because we had the interview so what do we got next um We've got the Destiny 2 possible DLC leak, along with the possible leak of what the raid mm-hmm. will be. Along with the possible leak of what we're going to do next <laughs> week. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about possible. That's going to be a definite. Yeah. Um, but it seems like the, the rumor is for the DLC is that it's going to be substantial. It's going to have a new... Um, new patrol <clears throat> area. A new patrol area. For Mercury. Planet. Kind of like a DLC with, that people have yeah. been wanting. Yeah. Uh, like when they say DLC and then it's an actual new planet. So yeah. Hopefully yeah. that'll um, be the model for so all good of for them. them. Yeah, we have to only be. hope. It has to be. Um, I really think, not to reiterate something I've said a million times, that what stopped them from doing that before was the game's inclusion on the old consoles. I feel like that really... I think that. there were a lot of problems that's, that prevented them from <laughs> well, maximizing the potential trying, of that game. I'm trying this new thing called Keep an Open Mind. <laughs> and uh, uh, sometimes it's going really well. Sometimes I want to eat cardboard and tree bark. Uh, so I'm going to keep an open mind. I love the first one, but I stopped playing for a long yeah. time. Because I couldn't justify the pricing of the DLC, and then when a DLC would come out, it would make pretty much everything I did null and void. And so I'm going to start day one, I'm going to play with everybody and keep up, and I hope that enables my, makes my experience more enjoyable. Did you want to segue into what we're going to do next week real quick? Or did yeah. you want to wait till the end? So next week, Chris and Andre are going to be out for a concert 
on Wednesday. So we're going to do a cast without them on Wednesday. Um, but we are going to have, um, if the stars align, um, a special weekend review of Destiny after we've kind of had a couple days with it. Um, and we can organize with Seth. Hopefully he has time the w next weekend. Um, to where we can all sit down and give our thoughts on the game. Um, and have a special review episode. Since this is going to be a game we're going to be talking about for the next couple weeks. We want to kind of push it all into one episode. Yeah. But let it not take away from the other True. episodes. True. True. Yeah. Because we, we would literally talk about Destiny 2 for two hours and forget to... Yeah, you go back to the Mighty Bloke episodes <laughs> and it's just me talking about yeah. Destiny. <laughs> because back then, Chris was not hot on it. No. But I loved talking yeah. about it. I, li I like it now. Real quick, I'll uh, throw, my, throw my news out there. I feel like I, I'm actually excited about most of these topics. I feel like I've got some pretty cool topics to throw out there. Uh, real quick, the most boring one but worth mentioning is the uh, PlayStation Plus free games for September were announced, um, headlined by Infamous Second Son, which to me is nuts. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. Um, uh, the lineup includes Infamous Second Son, uh, Strike Vector X for the PS4, Truck Racer for the PS3, Handball 2016 for the PS3, We Are Doomed, which is for <laughs> PS Vita, Cross Buy, and Hateful Boyfriend, PS Vita, Cross Buy. <laughs> Handball uh, 2016. They, they, I know. <laughs> <laughs> the, the weirdest possible inclusion. Dude. So, just the... I love how PlayStation... No offense to these other games. Some of them are probably really good. But I love how PlayStation will literally pick one or two headliners. Yeah. Followed by games no one's <laughs> ever heard of. Or just really obscure games like... Handball 2016 or Wayne's World Paintball 2012. <laughs> just it picks these random games. But hey, man, if you're gonna give them to for free, I'm typically gonna try them out. I mean, David has been playing Just Cause up until Rabbit Hype, so yeah. I mean that was the game that he got for free. So you know, props props to both companies. They make us play to pay online, and they subsidize it by giving yep. us some games. So I'm That's cool with that. Cool. It would be I'm nice cool if the games on Xbox were ever good, though. Yeah, that's yeah. true. They used to be. And then they, and then um, they got through all I the games. I do want to throw in really quick. Um, if you go to the Bungie store, it's $15, and you get a pin and an exclusive emblem and nameplate in Destiny 2, but all 15 of your dollars go towards um, Hurricane Harvey victims. That's cool. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so they're doing... You get a physical pin, but also an end game for Destiny nice. 2. Um, and the only way to get that is by donating the money. That's awesome. So, um, they said, Bunge. Pretty yeah, cool. Bungie, Bungie has done this for actually a lot of uh, bad things that have happened. Yeah. Uh, they, they're pretty solid about doing charity stuff. Um, but just, you know, I was throwing that in there real quick because I was thinking about Destiny and then it popped no, into my head. Hey, I'll get so, interrupted for charity any day. Yeah. Whatever so go ahead, Chris. Do. I'm sorry. No, you're good. That's my goal is for us to do more as soon as we're more well off. That's why you should donate to Patreon so I can give it to people who yep. need it. And then I'll, I'll take the credit and the glory and then give you the glory behind the scenes. <laughs> it's a fair trade, <laughs> in my opinion. Uh, <laughs> um, what else we got? Okay, so Telltale Games... Uh, this is nuts. 
Telltale Games was talking um, with some fans and some composers and said they would love to do episodes of Black Mirror. Oh my oh, god. That would be... And I was like I don't know about that. <laughs> I was like, uh, yes, holy I... crap. I mean, yes, please, I would be terrified. I think I'd be devastated. Yeah, I'd be all I about think... it, but that I'd would be, be like, crazy. Okay, not in Okay. Just the just watching the episodes by themselves, let alone having to make choices. Oh my gosh! Based on the episode, like I can't even imagine. I can't. I I literally would be stressed out. I'm stressed out watching the show. I don't. And I'm not even making the choices. I don't believe in anxiety. I'm gonna tell you guys right now. I feel like it's a man-made concept, but I feel like the closest you're gonna get to me believing in anxiety would be playing a Telltale game black mirror episode that's insane and with all the criticism you're getting right now i shut up and take my money i would easily do it in a heartbeat but yeah so it's not confirmed it was uh telltale games said they want to do it and pretty much what i've seen is telltale games does whatever they want to do yeah so that could be in our future there folks that'd be oh boy one last thing one last thing i have that we didn't throw into the chat where we keep notes of all of our stuff is was it Target who leaked a possible Bethesda Game of Thrones game? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was it. Was just sort of random, kind of in the middle of the week, that someone I don't know. They were just look looking at random crap on Target, and there's some some listing for Bethesda Game of Thrones. There's no no details, nothing yeah, no nothing else. It's it. just a blank store page hmm. for Bethesda Game of Thrones. That's all it says. Um, which would be, I mean, I, that would be right up their alley as far as content. Yeah. Um, and I, apparently they did, uh, I think I, the people who were making it, um, I don't know if it was Bethesda who approached someone else or whoever approached Bethesda. But they've done it before asking them um, if they wanted to make a Game of Thrones game, so there's some, a little bit of history and, and context with this one. Um, but if that if that that would be interesting if that panned out into anything realistic. Though I wouldn't, I would not so, be if they did that in place of Elder Scrolls Six. I would not be a fan of that. So tell me, Seth, as a for a quick. Uh, Quick guess, what do you think the game would be based on? Um, you know, I don't know. I don't think they could base it on the books. It would probably have to be, like, um, but I don't, like, I want to say post-books, but I don't know that they could do that. Um, so it would probably be sometime before the, like, the current era, like, before the whole war with Barath- with Robert Baratheon started. Um, maybe... Maybe during I... the well, maybe see with with Bethesda's their their Elder Scrolls games, the the main character always ends up being like this destined hero. So maybe the, it would ha- take place like during the first long night uh, when Azor Ahai came and and saved him from the Night King. I think it'd be that or the Doom of Valyria. Yeah. When Valyria fell. Yep. This is all very uh, 
you know, compelling for people who, who know nothing about, stuff about Game of Thrones. Game, Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, I have no Which idea. is why I'm literally like... I have literally no like, idea what you're uh, talking about. But, I mean, that's interesting that there's a game. Maybe it'll be DLC. Yeah. Who knows? I also can't believe I almost forgot this. But, and we're not going to do a special game, by the way, guys. So we got the interview. That's special for us. And it should be special for you, okay? And it's special for Terra Genesis. But if you guys remember when we did the comic book adaptations yeah. thing, well, apparently comic book movie, which is obviously a pretty big source, pretty valid source, said that Marvel is secretly developing some sort of Secret Wars video mm. game. And Ooh. I freaking lost it. That's because exciting. if you remember, that's what I asked for. And I think Marvel secretly heard me talking <laughs> into the computer. And they said, you know what? They're you know what would be great? Is to do a game based off this really niche cult, cult-like popular franchise that we did. And make a game off of it where Doctor Doom is the most bad A dude ever. And the fate of the world is contingent on him doing bad A stuff. And I say, thank you. Here's my money. They say, you're welcome. We'll take your money. Good day. I think that's exactly what happened. It is. There's no doubt about it. I mean, yeah, I'm sold. Sold. I believe yep. that that's what happened. All right. So, um, was there anything else you wanted to... Uh, Real quick, I just want to say, you know, had a crazy thing happen the past couple weeks. Thanks for everybody for their love and support. Helping us out. If you listen to the cast, that's more than enough for me. Uh, just everybody's been awesome, and I super duper appreciate it. And my family here at Suplex the Sticks too. You guys have been awesome. David brought me Chinese today because he's the real yep. MVP. <laughs> and uh, Seth said he loved me, which apparently oh, never God. happens. And I screenshot it and saved it to my phone. Dad, <laughs> <laughs> it's now my stern dad. Finally said he loved me, so it's now my background on my phone. It's a ringtone that says, look at message from Seth, and I just read it over and over. But anyways, you know, I'll just decide. I love everybody, and I literally waved at the mic. I don't know. <laughs> I did. I did. Yeah, waved at the mic. That happened. I love you guys. Thanks so much. That's all I got. Um, not uh, That's hard to follow, but... No, it's all good. Um, you can just do the sign-off stuff. Follow us at Suplex the Sticks on every social media you can find, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat. Um, really funny story. I don't know. I don't know how much I talked about it, but all those weeks I said we didn't have an Instagram. We actually did have one. <laughs> I just forgot that I made it. <laughs> so we have been posting on there. So um, follow us there and make sure you follow Terra Genesis. Um, if go back, it's in the middle of the podcast, around twenty five minutes where we started the interview and um, show your love and support for them. The game is pretty fun. I enjoy it. Um, I like games that I can play and then <laughs> set down and then it does it, you know, I can I come back to I thought you were just going to cut that sentence um, off at, I like games that I can play. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's also true. Um, I uh, can't play it yet, but when it's on Android, I'm going to give yeah. it a whirl. Rate, like, subscribe, whatever you can do on whatever uh, platform you listen to us on, please do that. Um, we really appreciate it. You can even rate us on Facebook. It's super easy, I promise. You don't even have to write anything. You just click stars. Just do click it. stars. I promise. Stop being lazy and do it. do it. And share if you like. So, other than that, I'm not going to bother you anymore. Destiny 2 hype. Yeah.
This, what? So we ran out of time this week, but next week we will do some fan questions. So if you guys have any questions, because I've got two oh, fan snap. questions. Oh, wait, hold on. We'll fit them in quick. No, oh. there's, it's, we're wait. It's, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. We're doing next week. But because of the interview, it's a little bit longer of a podcast. So we will yeah. just, we'll pick up next week with these fan questions. And then if you guys have any that you want to add in, we will fit it That's in. That's what she said. Suplex the sticks. <laughs> you can even message our Facebook. It's super easy. You just hit message. Yep. Please, and, and, we would love to talk to you. And you write, I hate Chris, and you press send. And you there say, you go. the question is, why is Chris still part oh, of oh. <laughs> that? Is... And then we'll answer it. Chris will answer it, actually. <laughs> so, other than that, um, Seth, do you want to do anything special? Uh, I don't know why you always ask me this, but no. <laughs> One day I will have something. Just know that. But, you, just know that you are special. Just, yeah, you're special well, to us, you. Seth. But I hate all of you. Special, Seth. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye.